Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bob and Burns here on Barnside Chats. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob. And today we're going to be catching up on our last couple weeks uh, of projects and of uh, adventures uh, here on this episode as uh, we had to take a, a little bit of a, not an abs, I guess an absence of last uh, week's episode or podcast and uh, to bring you this one. So uh, stick along and listen up and enjoy the ride. It's going to be a fun one. So as Burns was saying about projects, you want to talk about your uh, mower project you were working on and you just finished up? Sure. So back, believe it or not, I uh, scrolled through my uh, photos on my phone or my phone shows me uh, so it, like a, you know how Snapchat reminds you of uh, memories or whatever? Uh, my phone does the same thing with regular photos. And I literally started this mower project a year ago, approximately. And uh, I just got the I just got it tore apart. Uh, it has pulleys and whatnot on there, and I got the pulleys off and last year, and that's kind of where I left it. And this year, I kind of got the bug to get me to finish it and get it going again. And uh, I, long story short, it was I didn't have all the tools that I probably should have used on there, so I had to do a little bit of. Um, you know, cutting, cutting, and a little bit of uh, more primitive ways of taking things apart. Fabrication and whatnot. Uh, fabrication and uh, deconstructive, constructive criticisms and constructive uh, thoughts and whatnot, and and a lot of just different ways of how to take things apart. Um, because I was totally not used to you know working with what I had and. It just, and I got kind of frustrated because it took a little bit longer than what I thought it would have taken, but, you know, that's just part of learning. And, uh, but I was able to get it done and conquered through it. And, uh, about two weeks ago, you know, it was the end of July and, uh, here in, at least in our County, we have a fire ordinance where it's grass has got to get down. If you have tall grass on your property by the end of July. Or, you know, you get a fine with the fire department. And uh, so anyways, I was able to get it down before the end of July. And the mower worked great. It had new blades already on there. And um, I just made sure it was well greased. And and uh, I used it with the H. And the good old H just chugged along with it. It had enough power for it. I had to stick it in first gear. Otherwise, it would go too fast. Because you have to idle up on there and in order to get the PTO to spin fast enough to cut the grass. So, uh, but yeah, it worked great, cut great. Just chugged along as we went through the, uh, as I went through the field and made my passes and got all the grass down. And it was a pretty, pretty sweet deal. And I was so proud that I got that thing done because it was, it fought me quite a bit. And uh, I'm just glad that I got that far. And if you haven't checked out the HMO or you can, Check it out on our uh, Instagram account, isn't that right? That's correct. I will I will post it on there after uh, after we're done here with this episode. Um, just I have it on my personal Instagram, but I I will put it on our Barnside Chats Instagram as well. As the words of the late and great, you know, John, oof. <laughs> yeah, oof. So as Burns was talking too um, with her week break um 
I was gone on a vacation in our um, favorite fishing hole up in Lassen, but it wasn't too active this year because there was actually a, um, they stocked the creek up there with trout from the Crystal Lake hatchery, but due to events in a, a Southern California hatchery, they had a fish kill of, it was in the ballpark, I believe, of 2.8 million trout they lost to some virus. So they've been shipping trout down to Southern California. So the trout season wasn't as hot as normal in our area in Lassen. Did that affect any part of your uh, fishing adventures? Oh yeah, our holes were dry, but I mean, we still pulled, still pulled five out of our normal section of the creek. But I mean, we normally pull upwards to twenty-five to thirty out of those holes. So that kind of gives you a ballpark of how fishing was. And the campgrounds were full too, just with, since they're open, people are trying to get outside the house. But the hard thing was in the campsite, we were fortunate enough to stay in a motor home. So we had our own bathroom, what have you, but they, uh, they only kept three bathrooms open, which normally they have eight bathrooms in the campground. And they shut down all the ones by the tent sites, so all the tent campers were camping in the trailer sites. Hmm. So it was really packed. But most of the people there were to hike Mount Lassen and just kind of see the subway caves and Bernie Falls. Not too many people were there to fish. But we were, and then we found a, found a new spot and really got into them. Ended up catching 26 trout while we were there. So it was good. Totally. 20, yeah. 26? Yeah, well, over with three people in over a five-day period. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, you can have um, have uh, five in your possession and every day and then keep a total of 10. So we ended up, we were eating trout every day and brought home 10. Mm, nice. Home 10 beautiful rainbows. Caught one brook trout while we were there. Mm-hmm. So, what's the what is um, refresh my memory? But what is the legal length of trout, or is it pounds? So for Hag Creek in that area in Lassen, there is no um, there is no um, length in there. It's just um, five fists in possession in the upper section of Hag Creek. On the lower section of Hag Creek, there's it's more stiffer regulations because it's the actual natural creek. So all those fish are native down there. So they're 18 inches and you can only keep two fish and it's all uh, barbless artificial lures. Oh, okay. So it's mostly fly fishers down that section, barbless fly fishers down that section. But you could use barbless lures down there. You just can't use salmon eggs or worms, anything like that. Okay. So I so... keep fish below Bernie Falls and then it's it's the two fish, 18 inches, barbless hook artificial okay so what kind of bait did you use uh when you were up there well i can't give away secrets burns okay what would what would someone use for bait up there well someone could use say panther martin somebody could use cast masters somebody could use power bait yarn worms they kind of go for anything they, they like shiny stuff they like eggs, but I'm not going to say what kind of eggs, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. They just like eggs. <laughs> but one one funny thing we did see was um well it was it was more sad than anything. <laughs> but but we were fishing on the um fishing on the bank and this kid had a stringer on the bank of the of the creek and his fish were there flowing. There was a lot of ospreys flying and all of a sudden I'm fishing. I hear this big splash and I look over and there's an osprey about 10 feet away from me and it's starting to take off. And it was taken off with that kid's stringer with three fish in it. And all I see is this little kid. He was probably seven years old. Go, Hey, and he started running with his waves yelling at the bird and the thing took off and dropped the fish in the middle of the Creek. And one fish was still alive and swam down to the bottom with other two fish. Oh boy. Oh yeah. And there's this guy. Yeah, he probably was already drinking at 10 in the morning. Just, ah, 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 it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Laughing at the kid. It just felt bad. Oh, oh my gosh. Poor I looked kid. up and down that section of the creek just to see if I could find that stringer, but no luck. Hmm. They probably got snagged in the bottom. Poor kid. Yeah. But we had a deer come into our campground. Got footage of my mom feeding a deer, so that was fun. <laughs> Give it some Cheerios. They're safe up there for now. Yeah. yeah, it was the thing was loaded with ticks though, but it was a sweet deer. Yeah, no. they they're all full of ticks. Oh, yeah. I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name, deer tick. Mm-hmm. But it was good. And then after we went from uh, from Lassen, we uh, traveled down to. Uh, Plumas National Forest and stayed a night out there. We traveled through Highway 70 up the North Feather River and stayed up there. Got my dog Shasta to kind of break her fear of water. Not that she was afraid of it, but she's kind of timid on it. So found a nice little pool in the Feather River and swam with her there. Worked her going up the currents, going down currents, climbing over rocks. She was good. Good. Yeah, the hardest thing for her is, as you know, she loves rocks, so every <laughs> step you take in the river, she looked down, blow bubbles, grab a rock, pick it up, drop oh, it she, on that rock again. She's a diver. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't diving. It was it was just chest deep to her. Mm-hmm. Water. So she was just blowing bubbles and just picking up rocks. It was pretty cute. Oh, Shasta. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then... uh. While we were there in Plumas, we were in the Gansner Bar Campground, and uh, we almost had the park to ourselves because, uh, you know, little Guido, he almost killed the camp host, our Chihuahua. What did he almost kill? The guy was picking blackberries, and Guido ran right up behind him and barked. <laughs> the guy jumped, almost fell into the blackberry bush, like, good thing I still have half of a good heart. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, we could have had property <laughs> In Plumas National Forest. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice when we were up in Lassen. We got to, we took a trip up to, we never looked at the Fall River. So we went up to see the Fall River and and uh, saw the Fall River, saw the Pit River. You got to see where the Fall River flows into the Pit River and saw Pit River Falls. So got to see kind of, we did more exploring than anything because the fishing was so slow. Or slower than normal. But now we're back here. We've just been uh, 
hitting up uh, Lake Sonoma now that we got downriggers on our sea ray and been fishing for uh, landlocked steelheads and been doing pretty good. How many steelhead do you think you've caught? Well, we've we've brought home three, but uh, we've caught. Well, we didn't land them all. We've lost a lot, but we've probably had mm-hmm. on probably twelve fish, and then we released a couple just because they were so small. But it's been good. It's been fun. Something new. Good. Get to catch steelhead when it's you know not steelhead season because they're landlocked so they're annual in the lakes but you just gotta get down to where they're at so we've been finding them down at 50 feet 30 feet within that column they've been down so Uh just trolling and hitting the lures hard good yeah we gotta we gotta try out those downriggers one day i gotta see i gotta Mm -hmm. got a real one you know they work good they work good they just put a they just drag your line down to whatever depth you set them at, and then as soon as the fish grabs, you, you tension your pole up to the release, and then as soon as the fish grabs, the release opens, and then your pole loosens up, so you just grab your pole, reel down, and set the hook, and then you have the fish on. Big thing is just finding where the fish are, so that's where our fish finder comes in key. Because then you're just throwing darts all over, you know, trying to guess the depth and where the fish are. So. Right. Right. Yeah, those fish finders come in pretty okay. handy, it sounds like. Especially, I mean, the one I got is a Garmin Striker 4 fish finder. It's been good. I mean, I bought it for just around 100 bucks on Amazon, so, I mean, couldn't really beat that deal. And it's small and portable, but it's getting us on the fish and down to the depth, so it's been good. Right on. Pretty, pretty accurate, do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's cool. You can actually... You can actually see where the fish are, and then we've actually been seeing them going up to the um, lure. And we've kind of called out, like, oh, here's going to be a fish in five, four, three, two, one. And then all of a sudden you see the pole release. So we've got them pretty good with it. Hmm. So it's been fun. But you don't always know when they're going to strike. I mean, you just got to be the right thing today. Because today we went fishing and we only had one, which is good. Uh, we lost mm-hmm. him because we, we tried stacking lines. But I mean, it's. Cool. I mean, it gets you there, and like I said, we've seen the fish follow up to it, and it gives you an idea that, I mean, at least you're doing right. I mean, today we were trolling all up and down the dam, and maybe saw three, four fish where we trolled. It was just a slow day. They just yeah. moved somewhere else in the lake, so we'll see. I think we're going to try again tomorrow and see maybe if they're back at the dam. Right on. Best of luck to you and your family, I guess. Because everybody else is, your family's yeah. going with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hit the steelhead. Now the now the 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 wake boat has more steelhead than the drift boat does. Ooh, need to bring those marks up on the drift boat. Yeah, it's just so hard on the river. Just yeah. Between, I mean, not the regulations, but it's just a really slow season, and having barbless hooks on the river doesn't help at all. The laws. Oh, I know. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying. It's tough between a moving current of water and plus the the steelhead coming up the river are so much bigger. These lake trout are about 18 to 20 inches. So, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, oh, they're smaller. Okay. They're more like a rainbow trout. Uh-huh. 
But they still put up a good fight. I just feel bad for them because they're coming down from 50 feet and getting pulled straight up. So they come up to the surface and their eyes are just black. Black bulging out of their head. No, they're not bulging. They're just, their pupils are all dilated. No? Just Uh from being down there so deep. Right, the pressure difference. Mm -hmm. It's not that much pressure. But it's just, it's the light difference more so. They still put up a good fight. They jump out of the water. So it's, like I said, they're more so... It's weird because I thought they'd be more kind of um, more similar to a rainbow trout, just their color scheme. But they're more kind of like a, a steelhead come back from the ocean. They're more silver. They're more chrome than a. Yeah, I was going to say they look a little bit different than a rainbow. Mm-hmm. Rainbow rainbow has those. Uh... That signature, oh, what is it? signature pink line through it and the dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going with. Like, like a leopard print almost. Yeah. Where these ones are just straight silver, darker top with spots. But like I said, they're more like the steelhead my dad caught this year on the on the Russian, you know, come back from the river. It was, looked like silver. I mean, they still put up a good fight for their size. But it's just like I said, they're just a landlocked steelhead. So they're the fish that got trapped when the dam got put in from Dry Creek, so... Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll try and see if we can find a lunker like what comes up the river. That's been good. Good. Yeah. Have you got anything else you want to add, Burn? Well, I will. Uh, I will admit that there is a secret project in the works at the moment, and uh, I am currently ordering parts for it. So stay tuned, and we might be able to see a new project and possible. Maybe we'll get we'll start a, a YouTube uh, page and uh, or an account, and uh, we might be able to do something with it. So stay tuned with that. With that, I will say it is it is red and it has a loader on it. Oof. That's all I'm going to say. You're not going to say tracks or wheels. No, that's up for you to decide. Oof! Not for us, for the listeners. Yes, and if you have any questions, or if you have, how about you stick a comment on our uh, Burnside Chats page, and uh, uh, under the photo that will be posted either, what would you say, maybe, or if I post it tonight, or how about this week? If you, this week, under the photo that will be posted, guess what it is, what this secret project is. Sounds like a great idea. So, yeah, and if you have any questions, just shoot us a message at uh, what, barnsidechats at gmail.com. Yep, or take and, uh, Twitter. Or Twitter or Instagram, direct message on Instagram. Um, yeah, and if you want to be on the show or have any suggestions for the show, just put it in there as well. That's right, we're open to guests, and also, if there is a desire for shoutouts or sponsorships for a small business, feel free to add that too, as we are already sponsored by Missouri Ranch and Vineyards, and we thank them for their sponsorship, and they're in the need of looking for a home for their Chardonnay grapes, so if you're also in the need of 60 tons of ultra-premium ultra Russian River Valley Chardonnay, Make sure to contact Bizzorti Ranch and Vineyard. Any other sponsorships you got, Burns? No, not really. I mean, besides ourselves. 
Well then, Bob and Burns. <laughs> as you know, Huff and Dobek said, investors, possibly you. <laughs> Prestige worldwide there. Yeah, that's that's a good one there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's a good one. You got anything else to add on this episode? Nope. Well, as always, uh, thank you for listening and joining us on today's podcast, and we hope to see you on the next one. You bet, everybody. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob. And remember where you heard it. You heard it from this side of the barn. Adios, everybody. Stay safe, stay sane, and just do some good out there in the world. See ya.